This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. Rolling in here now, our second guest. We're delighted to have Eva Murray join us. Eva is just off the stage. She was presenting about half an hour ago, gave a talk on building community, analytics community, her Expertise, I would say, is in data visualization, analytics and data visualization. She works for Exasol. She's with, she leads the business intelligence team at Exasol. We'll find out a little bit more about that. And she has a couple of interesting ventures, including a new book called Makeover Monday, which we want to hear about. Eva, thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Kate. And thanks for being at the conference. We, we were delighted to identify you as someone who would be a, a real addition to the program and appreciate your flying over here in Nuremberg, Germany, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Appreciate your making the trip. So just as a little bit of background, can you tell us about how you were trained and how you came to work for Exosol and what does Exosol do? Yeah, so my background is actually psychology, HR, and that's what I did at university. But I went through Deloitte's um, consulting program and ended up in IT consulting, which eventually led me down the path of analytics and then joined Exosol about almost three years ago now mm-hmm. um, to actually lead their Tableau evangelism. So helping Tableau people. evangelism. Yes. So tell, yes. Some listeners may not know what Tableau is. Yes. Tell us what that is. Yeah. So Tableau is a data visualization tool focusing on visual analytics and it lets you work really easily with your data. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the customers that use Exasol actually also use Tableau. So my job is to help them make the most of those two pieces of software. Okay. Tell us more about Exasol then. Yeah. So Exasol is an analytic database and it empowers your analytics beyond just pure performance so we add performance we make everything faster at huge data volumes but we also allow people to do data science directly in the database to integrate with a lot of their other tools and really sit in their um, in the analytics environment and help them do more with their data can you give us a use case just to make it real like give us an example of a company and how they're using exercise yeah so there's actually a um, a champions league soccer club over in europe that is using Exasol to do live analytics during the game, uh, to do live reporting to their coaching staff of what's happening. But they also use it. So, so this is where the, the real-time analytics comes in. But they also use it to analyze real large data volumes pre- and post-match when they bring in GPS and tracking data mm-hmm. to really understand what's going on with their players, what's the formation on the, on the pitch, mm-hmm. um, and what's their competition doing. Mm-hmm. So you said a team from the Champions League. So those move around a little bit, but there are some teams that are all in there. Are you able to tell us who it is? You may not be able to tell us. I might not be, but I can say it's a French team. <laughs> it's, a <laughs> it's a safe legal protection there, but we might know who you're talking about. We'll let that one go. So that's kind of fun. That I, I think this may be a new part of your work. Is that right? Have you had much exposure with these guys yet? What's it like working with a Champions League soccer team in Europe? It's pretty cool. Um, it's it's exciting for me because, it, it, yeah, definitely for us at Exasol, that's a new area we're exploring. And um, building up a sports analytics program is now my, my new job as part of my role. It's so, a fun job. Yeah, yeah, working with this club, but also others that are now knocking on our door and saying, mm-hmm. hey, we, we want to do this too. What's an example you've learned of something you've learned so far from working with those guys? So as you go out to build this part of your portfolio, you're trying to understand how can we better serve these sports teams as a new kind of client. So you're probably all ears as you spend time with this French team. So what's something you've learned? Actually, um, in talking to them, but also talking to others, I've learned to understand it's not just about the quantitative analytics that they're doing, but also the qualitative. So player attitudes and those kind of things. So is the player going to show up on Monday for the training? And is he ready to go? Uh, Did he he have a big night out the night before? Okay, hold on. But how does Exosol help with that? Well, 
we don't yet, but we can then work with them to see what data could they actually use to, to analyze, to get a better understanding of that. Okay. Um, and, and we could be the platform for that. But I, I also want to see more of a holistic picture. So we can definitely fit into the quantitative, all the things that are measurable, ticket sales, smart stadiums, and all of that kind of technology side of it. But what other questions are, are on their minds? Mm -hmm. So that's something I want to understand because that also forms part of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Okay, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the book and in particular this venture you've had for the last few years called Makeover Monday. It's fascinating in multiple respects. So can you tell us what Makeover Monday is? Yeah, Makeover Monday is a social data project that is run via social media, via Twitter, by um, my friend and co-author Andy Kriebel and myself. And it's a project where every week we publish a poor data visualization we find out there in the wild. A poor data visualization. Yeah. You so find one in the world and say, this is not so great. Yes. Do you get permission from people before you use them? or do you just, Well, eh. they're all in the public play space anyway. Okay. So this could be published on a website, some chart. And we just, just, just take it from there and say, here's the article, read the article. Here's also a visualization. And we've actually never had anyone complain. Even when we tag people, they're like, hey, this is great. You know, show uh, us what you can right. do. Okay. Yeah. So we give our community this visualization and we say here's also the data that comes with it create something better tell okay. a better data story yeah. reinvent this okay. in a way looking at best practices and we have this whole community now of how, tell me about the size of the community and how's it grown over time yeah so we had um, in the beginning it was a few people doing this regularly every week a few like literally like a few. literally a couple, it's you a couple you and dozen. some of your colleagues yeah okay and um but now it's grown we have about four and a half thousand people in total who've participated along the way okay. unique unique people and every week we have between 100 and 200 submissions so okay. these are the regulars and some new people coming in some might be dropping out um but we have about 100 to 200 participations every week so you basically start a thread on Twitter, and so if you want to participate, you get the data, and then you start posting your stuff, and you watch what other people post, and you comment on people's, this is the way it goes? Yeah, definitely, and so we we do a weekly webinar to provide feedback, simply because commenting on every tweet is just not possible for us. Right. Um, but we do encourage others to comment on each other's work, because our word isn't gospel, and others know stuff as well, mm -hmm. so we say, you know, if, if you have something to say about someone's visualization, give them some feedback or encouragement, or whatever it may be, and so so there is this conversation that's ongoing, and we use the hashtag Makeover Monday. Okay. And um, yeah, it's it's grown and it's it's very dynamic. We have a lot of new people joining us, but pretty much every week, and it's really exciting. And you could probably you could do this as a as a spectator as well. You could, if you don't want to necessarily one week, you know, create new visualizations, but you want to see what other people create, you can learn a lot from that. I'm guessing. But is there a, is there like a time frame? So they have an hour to do this, two hours by six p.m. Everyone's done, and now we're going to start commenting. How does it work? So we don't give people a deadline. We say you don't have to do more than 60 minutes. If that's all you can commit to, that's perfectly fine. Okay. Just try to do something within that time frame. But some people really want to spend a lot of time because they want to do something spectacular, and that's great too. Mm -hmm. um, but we also don't say it has to be done on a Monday. Uh, our weekly rhythm doesn't change. So we publish the data on a Sunday because by, the time, by that time in Australia, it's already Monday. Okay. Um, and most participants publish their work on Monday, Tuesday. Um, on a Friday, we do a recap blog post to uh, show the favorites of the week. I see. And then it starts again. So I typically, see. we've moved on, but some people can, you know, they can submit late, so to speak. Got it. Okay. So when did this start? And how, So at this point, you have a year and a half, two years, coming up on two years worth of data and experience? There's actually, so um, Andy started it as a little oh. practice by himself first, okay. and then he was joined by another person in 2016, and they okay. ran it for a year together. Then the other person dropped out and I joined. So okay. since 2017, we've run it together as a project 
grown it as well. And you thought at this point with this much data, you've got something to say that, that might be worthwhile in book form. And so as you know, in analytics, we're often challenged to present our work in the most persuasive way possible. So this seems like an incredibly valuable book. And I can imagine no better way to learn than to do this many iterations and to do them in community where you are getting feedback but also giving feedback. It challenges you to articulate. You've probably learned something about your own predilections. Um, so I'm curious, what patterns, what themes, you, this must be like the chapters in the book, but like what are the themes you've seen in the feedback you've been giving? I imagine it's like grading papers in a way. It's like the same stuff kind of comes up over and over again, and then there are some nice little wrinkles here and there, I'm guessing. Yeah, there's definitely themes coming out over and over again, and we package them as lessons learned in the book. So we have actual technical lessons around data visualization best practices. We also highlight the community and a lot of their work in in our book. Um, And a lot of the themes that we've noticed is the overuse of color. So people just go a little bit crazy with colors, (laughs) and we tell them, actually try and remove all color until the end and then only use color to highlight what you're trying to say. Highlight Um, the things that are important for your message. Um, Also, simplification. So people often just add too much and we say, hey, just tone it down. Like cut cut out all the non-essentials. The the chart clutter or chart junk when we have extra lines and and labels, etc. So yeah, so, so those are some of the themes and also showing the analysis. So not just creating a visualization, but really showing that they've analyzed the data, they've learned something from it and sharing their insights on the page. So what, what might that look like? What do you mean by that? Yeah, so what I mean is when you have a chart, to not just have the data visualized in a colorful bar chart, but actually to say, hey, this bar means this. So having annotations on the page, having okay. subtitles and working with that, working with labels and num- yep. large numbers to really make it obvious. Okay, so the three things you've just said to me, which are the three off the top of your head, which means something. One, dial back the color, and in particular, maybe start with no color and then bring color in to accent things. The second thing you said was make it as simple as possible. In some ways, that's like remove information until you just get down to the minimum necessary to convey. And then the third thing you said is go ahead and tell your story explicitly, like annotate, label, put the titles. Don't make people go to the work of coming up with it themselves, I'm guessing. So these are the three of the main themes. And it's only very wise prescriptions for people doing data analysis. Yes, I would say that's something that you'll, you know, if you check those boxes, you're probably on a good, on a good path. Okay, so I might have guessed that you would have thought, you would have known those at a time. So if, we, if we'd have asked you, you know, two years ago, 2017, Eva, what is your advice for people doing data analysis? You might have come up with those three, maybe. What is something you've learned through this experience that you, you think now is more important than you would have ahead of time or maybe you don't think is as important as you used to think it was? I actually think the showing your analysis is really essential because tools like Tableau and others make it so easy for people to work with data and to visualize it. But then if this forms the basis of management decision-making, it really needs to be substantiated with solid analysis. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to just visualize it because they can, but really... Mm-hmm. Put some more thinking in it. Okay. Okay, last question. What do you find hard in your own data visualization work right now? Like, what's your frontier, your personal frontier, and what you're trying to get better at? I would say the, the real storytelling. So making, creating different charts and connecting them and then using a really effective design for it to flow down the page and for it to look really good, like an infographic-style mm-hmm. approach. I would love to be able to do that better. Mm-hmm. Okay, terrific. Listen, Eva, thank you, especially coming right off the stage. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here at the conference. We wish you the best with your work and enjoy the rest of the conference. Thanks for having me. Eva Murray, 
data visualization expert, Tableau Zen Master, as our student labeled her in the introduction. She works, she heads up the business intelligence team at Exasol, and she has a new book, Makeover Monday. You can track down for lessons learned on data visualization, Eva Murray. That has been the first half hour of our special. Come back and join us after the break. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 